Hello, and welcome to the Rockefeller Center's podcast, Rocky Talk. My name is Ben Vogley, and I'm a 22 at Dartmouth. Today, I'm joined by Sanat Mahapatra, a 20 who recently graduated from Dartmouth with an English major and a concentration in creative writing. Sanat is the founder of Unmasked, an anonymous mental health social media application for college students. Unmasked operates on nine college campuses and boasts 2,500 student users. Sanat, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Ben. Glad to be here. Glad to have you on. First, could you tell us a bit about what inspired you to start Unmasked? Yeah, sure. I I can do that. Um, So what inspired me to start Unmasked was um, as a student at Dartmouth, especially my freshman year, I just noticed kind of how prevalent mental health difficulties were at Dartmouth specifically. Um, I noticed that students struggled with Dartmouth's, you know, academic rigor, um, the pressure to do well at job recruiting, to maintain high grades, to maintain like an active social life. And I felt myself dealing with a lot of those pressures as well. I specifically noticed that a lot of students were posting on another anonymous um, mobile application called Yik Yak. And on that application, I saw that a lot of students were talking about mental health specifically. And that kind of clued me into the fact that students were really looking for like an anonymous outlet to discuss how they've really been feeling um, in the context of mental health difficulties at Dartmouth. And I later realized that, you know, mental health difficulties are not unique to Dartmouth. They're definitely... Mm-hmm kind of an issue that plagues college campuses across the country. So how has Unmasked kind of stepped in to fill that gap? How is it helping out with these mental health needs? Yeah, so I think traditional mental health resources are known for having kind of long wait times. You go to the school's counseling center and it takes maybe a week or two to actually have your first appointment with like a therapist or a counselor. Unmasked's big value is its accessibility. You can download the app, log in with your credentials, and post about how you're feeling right away. So it's available 24-7 from the tap of a finger. Um, And it's also cool because users also respond really quickly. I think our rate is like within 15 to 20 minutes, you'll get a response from another student that is generally very empathetic and supportive. So Unmasked kind of fills the gap in terms of providing an accessible mental health resource. I also think its value stems from the fact that it is kind of very modern and progressive as a solution, where traditional resources, you have to go in and talk to someone old, like a counselor that may not necessarily fully understand how you've been feeling. Um, We rely on a social media model where you can actually just talk to other students, and it feels a lot more casual and friendly and informal. And I think that really takes a lot of the pressure off of having these serious mental health conversations. The stigma around mental health is kind of replaced by this, this like informal space where you can just chat about some really hard stuff um, and be vulnerable with other students. Out of curiosity, how did you come up with the name? I'm sure it's in no way related to the current coronavirus crisis or anything. Yeah, definitely not. Um, it has been like a thing that has come up is like everyone should wear physical masks, but we do support um, kind of not wearing an emotional mask, like being honest about how you're really feeling. I think the origin of the actual name came from 
an Oscar Wilde quote that was um, like, man is least himself when he talks in his own person, give him a mask and he'll tell you the truth. And the main idea of that was just that generally people feel like they have to kind of, you know, mask how they're actually feeling when they talk to other people. And I wanted to create a space where wearing these like anonymous masks, they can, students can really open up about how they've been actually feeling with each other. One of the things that I found really inspiring about this whole process that you've been through is that you graduated as an English major and it's really cool to see, you know, you doing this kind of incredible software development and entrepreneurship. And I guess I was wondering if you could go into a bit of detail um, about what that process has been like. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm very fortunate to have friends that are extremely talented in terms of computer science. Um, I can't claim to know really anything about how coding works. I took like the intro CS class, CS10 at Dartmouth, and kind of stopped there. Yeah. Um, but I, over the years, I did get good at convincing my friends to just work on this project. And some of them, you know, were really talented and they built a lot of the application themselves, um, namely John Schlachtenhofen, who's another 20 who recently graduated from Dartmouth with a major in computer science. And I did three terms at the Dartmouth Dali Lab, and that's an on-campus mm -hmm. startup lab that focuses on design and development, like bootstrapping, um, kind of like early stage startup concepts, getting them to the MVP level, which is the minimum viable product. So the developers at Dolly are extremely talented and they like really helped us get from, you know, kind of zero to one. And then from there, um, I've recruited a team of developers that generally just work as volunteers. They're really passionate about the project and they put in a lot of time to make sure it stays up and running. We develop new features, we fix bugs. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the core of Unmasked is a really talented team of software developers. That's awesome. Out of curiosity, as you were sort of developing the concepts behind this app, were you collaborating with, you know, mental health experts or anything like that? Or was this primarily based off of your own observations? I definitely have a lot of maybe personal insights into just like how college mental health works, just being a college student myself. But I did learn a ton from mental health experts at Dartmouth. So I spoke extensively with Heather Earl, uh, Dr. Heather mm -hmm. Earl, actually, who is the head of counseling at Dick's House, and Caitlin Bartelms, who's the uh, head of the Student Wellness Center. Both of them have spent you know, long careers uh, talking to students about mental health issues, so they are kind of able to advise me on just like developing features and also being wary of like the potential like risks of having like an anonymous platform, um, just kind of given the nature of like internet platforms and how people can be like malicious towards each other, given like a space yeah. where they are free from consequences. So yeah, I learned a lot from experts. Building off of that comment about building a safe space in an anonymous environment while reading about your app, something that I frequently ran into was the moderation that you guys have been using to make sure that the comments on Unmasked have been, or to make sure that the comments on Unmasked are supportive. Could you go into a bit of detail about how you guys have implemented that over the past six months that the app has been running? Yeah, for sure. So across all nine colleges, we have teams of student moderators. I'd say they range from seven to 10. 
and we operate with like a fixed shift schedule. So like every week there are students signed up for daily shifts and they check the app every few hours. There's generally one or two other people on shift with you. Um, and while you're on shift, you kind of read through the main message board. You look for malicious content. If you see anything malicious, you flag it or other users in the community flag the messages. Then you kind of go to the flag section of the app and you could resolve anything uh, inappropriate. So you can ban users, suspend users, delete messages, approve content, and direct messages to kind of inquire for more information. Um, because users sign up with their um, like college emails, if we ban someone, there's not like really an easy way for them to make it a new account and to continue kind of like harassing people. Um, we've actually been extremely fortunate to not really have to use the moderation features. I'd say generally, if you take a look at the app for yourself, like it's pretty clear that everyone on it really cares about the mission. They're like a really supportive group of people and they only want the best for each other. Um, I'd only, I'd say we've only had like a very few instances of actual like inappropriate content and we've quickly like deleted the content or banned the user and it's really not been too big of an issue. I think part of how we market the app is as like a mental health social media mobile application. And I think when trolls hear the mental health part, they're not as interested in getting on the platform. Yeah, it's great to hear that people are self-selecting to be into the supportive community and that you're not really needing to use this moderation that much. Another interesting feature of your app is the anonymity component of it. How do you think that's kind of impacted the dialogues that occur on Unmasked? And uh, just sort of as an aside, is there a way for people to, you know, connect with other users of the app and actually like, you know, form more tangible connections than just simply being anonymous with one another? Wait, could you repeat the first part of the question? Yeah, the first part of the question is just kind of how has the anonymity of Unmasked impacted the dialogues that occur on the app? Right, right. So yeah, the dialogue uh, portion of that comp- of that question is really important because anon- anonymity obviously like allows students to open up about how they're really feeling, to vent, to like express themselves. But mm-hmm. everyone on the app is anonymous, which means that there's real potential for dialogue. Um, so often you can see that students will open up about their own experiences in the comments. Usually the best comments are ones that are um, kind of based in a student's lived experience with the issue that the original poster discusses. Um, So that way, like people are able to kind of give really honest advice and talk about hard experiences. I know that I've personally like use the app often to support other students and I can't really see myself doing that like on another platform like Facebook or Instagram where I have a public account. Um, It's nice to know that I can just safely be honest about like how I actually feel about things. And then um, regarding you, what was the second part of the question? Sorry, the second part of the question just had to do with whether anonymous users can actually connect with each other on the app and maybe forge you know, more personal relationships. So that does seem kind of like an aside to the app's mission, but I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that. Right, right. Like um, 
obviously like our motto is that you're not alone and we want to not just focus on like giving people an outlet but actually like letting them build a community um and form like genuine connections with each other and i think through the direct messages component of the application we give students a good way to like have private longer conversations one-on-one with each other and i think that's like a place where if students really want to they could kind of break anonymity and like reveal who they are and get to know the other person at a more substantive level beyond let's say like the anonymous mask um yeah yeah okay thank you um the app rolled out this january how has unmasked expanded and evolved since this whole journey began Right. We very much like operate with a student movement mentality where everyone on the team kind of reached out to friends at other schools and asked if they're interested in launching the app at their schools. And a lot of we had about 10 schools that were interested. And that's where we kind of got like our first nine um, expansion schools. And then like the expansion process has kind of followed similarly now that we have app the, the app like up and running at nine schools we've had all of those students kind of reach out to their friends and now we have like 30 new schools in the pipeline that are will hopefully launch um probably around mid-august um so yeah we've really just relied like on our personal networks and just student passion for improving mental health services on college campuses to expand it's pretty hard to think of a time uh that has been more stressful for college students and young adults than right now as we've all been displaced by this pandemic and are really just facing an uncertain future. Can you describe some of the issues that people are bringing up um, on the forum right now? Yeah, for sure. I think that's been like a really, you know, meaningful part of the app's work to me is that like a lot of students don't really have another good outlet for mental health support, like while they're kind of stuck at home, um, like all of their college friends feel a little far away. Um, I know mine do. And we've definitely seen a lot of students like talk about how much they miss their friends, how much they kind of dislike social distancing, how much they wish they could just kind of hang out with people normally. They miss college life. They don't like uh, dealing with like parental restrictions um, in like more severe cases Um, we've seen students that are dealing with unsafe home environments and they've kind of had to manage dealing with parents and potentially thinking about like ways to like leave the home and return to school. And it's been nice to see a lot of students on the platform kind of like advising each other and like just how to navigate through really tough home situations. Um, online education overall I know is not like people's favorite and we've seen a ton of posts about uh, motivation just like how do you kind of find motivation to keep learning in a way that just isn't as conducive um, as in-person education so those are just some of the ideas that we've seen discussed on the platform kind of in the context of the pandemic in a perverse way it's like you couldn't have picked a better time to start a mental health support community. Um, yeah, that, that that's really good to hear. And you have over 2,500 users now. Is that accurate? Or I imagine it's more at this point, but no, what I feedback think... have you been... Oh, sorry, go on. 
No, no, I was going to confirm. Yeah, it is about 2,500, like 2,500 total users. But what feedback have you been getting from uh, your users about how the app has helped them and how it can be improved? I think some of the best feedback we've gotten is like how a lot of users were skeptical about like posting on the platform. Um, but like over time, just seeing a lot of other user, users post has kind of inspired them to post themselves. And they've really learned a lot from other students. And um, they've kind of taken the app's lessons to like actually substan- substantively like improve their lives. And that's been really wonderful to see. Um, we've also seen students that post about um, like our resource list. Like we provide mental health resources that are specific to the school and nationally like on the platform. And it's been cool to see users post about how they've actually like used some of those resources and that they had no idea existed and that that's been very helpful for them. And in terms of ways we can improve, a big thing we're going to transition towards is kind of subgroup functionality. So adding like tagging and just ways to filter the main message board better so users can really find the kind of conversations they're looking to have. So maybe one day you're looking in like the philosophical section of the app, just kind of enjoying the lighthearted, informal, anonymous conversation. And maybe another day, like you're more focused on like maybe the depression and anxiety sections of the app, just so you can maybe relate to other students and just see how people are, you know, feeling in case you might want to support someone. How have you changed as a result of this project? This has really been like a three-year odyssey for you now. It's incredible. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Um, I'd say I've definitely learned a ton about like student mental health, just like what people are struggling with. I think it makes me a lot more empathetic person in the sense that I'm like very aware of like how many people have like really difficult lives and just like I read the app every day I try to comment a lot and it's it's just inspiring to me to know that like so many people are fighting um through like really tough situations that they deal with I think yeah I've definitely become like stressed myself working on such a you know tricky project that is like time consuming emotionally draining at times. Um, But I've also learned to kind of trust people on my team to, um, you know, like take the weight off my shoulders if I'm ever like feeling burnt out myself from doing the work. I think, yeah, those are the biggest ways I've changed is I've kind of learned a lot about like how to be a leader. I wouldn't say that I'm good at it necessarily, but I'm learning a lot that you have to really trust the people on your team. Everyone at Dartmouth is extremely smart. All the students on the unmasked team are incredibly talented. Um, we have like 145 volunteers around the country and they're really passionate people and there's a lot I can learn from them and there's a lot they want to do. So it's just kind of a question of me, like as the leader, creating a structure where everyone feels um, like responsible for their own part of the app and they feel committed to doing what they're really interested in the context of the work. Yeah, this sounds like such a meaningful learning experience. Um, out of curiosity, what what advice do you have for Dartmouth undergrads who are hoping to make, you know, a similarly positive impact on campus and beyond? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, I often think about like who I was earlier at Dartmouth and how much like I wish I could have known 
like the value of doing something on my own or just like being more active in the context of social issues and trying to make a difference. Um, I think like Dartmouth culture, just maybe like college student culture is often like, it feels a little passive where we're just like taking in tons of information about like what's going on in the world, like tons of news from social media. Um, And then like, there's also kind of an air of judgment where like maybe a view from nowhere where we're just like kind of sitting at home, seeing what's going on and just saying like, oh, this is also bad. Like here are all my opinions on what's going on. But I think I wish I would focus, I wish I had focused way more on how I could actually like make a difference and like what actions I can take to actually, you know, make an impact on my community and the world. Um, I think my biggest advice is to really like think critically about like what people are struggling with and like, what are like the unifying themes and like, what are the solutions? You know, I think solutions are not readily apparent, but I think if you're kind of consistently thinking about the solutions, um, you could come on to something that is really valuable for the world. I think the other big piece of advice is just knowing like why you want to do anything. Um, I think like Dartmouth culture can be, you know, very much about like prestige and success and like making money and just like all of these things and like these other incentives where I think like all of that is valuable and it's not a bad thing to pursue any of that. But I think like mm-hmm. I've learned a lot that like trying to make an impact, especially in the context of mental health for me, like was it only feels like I'm able to do it because I really care about the issue itself and I'm focused on the impact rather than like anything else that like comes tangentially from it. Um, there's just not an easy way to be motivated about like a startup because like mental health is not like the most profitable field. It's not like I build an app and then like I make a million dollars. It really doesn't work like that. Um, like I always have to know that I'm happy to do this even for like the rest of my life, knowing that maybe I'll just like survive off of grants, but that's like good enough for me. And I think like it's important to realize, like reflect a lot, like what your values are and just like why you actually want to pursue like a business idea, a startup idea, or just anything. Because I I worry like people might do it for the wrong reasons and find out that it's, you know, it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of effort. Um, It's just really hard. And I'm figuring that out myself as I'm trying to like do it after college. But I, I don't think I'd, I'd want to like warn anyone against like doing it at all, just to like really reflect why you're doing it before you get into it. Um, it is really meaningful, as you said, and I'm very glad that I have the opportunity to pursue this because I know like if I had stuck with like being an econ gov major and I was working in consulting or banking, I probably wouldn't have found that as meaningful as the work I get to do now. Yeah, that's a really thoughtful response. Thanks so much for sharing that with us. And again, Sanat, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in. And until next time. This podcast is a production of the Nelson A. Rockefeller Center for Public Policy and the Social Sciences. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and not of the Rockefeller Center. This episode was produced and edited by Laura Howard. We hope you'll join us for our next episode, and if you want more information, you can find us at rockefeller.dartmouth.edu.